across the land, people are gathering. Disturbed people. Demented people. Gathering to discuss films. Disturbed films. Demented films. These people know not what they do. They do not think before they speak. For they are bastards. Daily grindhouse bastards. Giving the opinions no one asked for. Yet demand to know. This is The Daily Grindhouse Presents No Budget Nightmares. Episode 6, Barely Legal, Lesbian Vampires. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Daily Grindhouse Presents No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo, and with me, as always, is... Who is this author, dreamweaver, visionary, plus actor? Sarge? No. Ernestine, the telephone operator? No. Doug, the mild-mannered writer for DailyGrindhouse.com? Could be. He's Doug Tilly, number one super guy. He's Doug Tilly, looking in that He's got style and a sexy voice and guts that just won't stop. When girls get wound, no, he tells them no with a painful kung fu chop. He's Doug Tilly, number one super guy. He's Doug Tilly. After this, I don't know why. Chicka bow bow, chicka bow bow, chicka bow chicka bow bow, chicka bow bow. Wrong. He's Doug Tilly, fan-rific! Yeah, what an enthusiastic uh, <laughs> welcome here today. To Doug, I'm jealous. I'm totally jealous. You have your own theme song. I do, and I have to thank uh, the folks over at Mike and Ike uh, for putting that together. Uh, I think it's at Mike and Ike over on Twitter. Yep. Um, and, and, I mean, just a, I, I asked sort of randomly on Twitter for someone, and as a joke, totally as a joke, for someone to write me a theme song to the uh, to of course the music from the Hong Kong Fui theme song, the cartoon, and they went ahead and did it in a in a acapella form. I, I have to say, when I got it, uh, you could have knocked me over with a feather. I was so impressed. Well, I remember you. Yeah, you emailed it. To, you emailed it to me, and you were like, "I have to share this with you. This is so awesome." <laughs> I sent it to everyone I know. Basically, I was just too uh, too enthused about the whole thing That's awesome. to uh, to keep it secret. But uh, but yeah, no big thanks to them and uh, and. Really, that is my personal theme song. I'm going to be using it in every context I can for you're gonna, the rest of my life. You're going to wear a hat with speakers on it attached to an iPod, just playing on repeat over and over again. I'm going to get one of those 80s-style boomboxes and uh, and a big thing of cardboard under one arm, and I'm going to break dance two. It'll be Break In 3, starring me. Uh, <laughs> break In 3, Doug Tilly. That's right, and I'll be uh, doing a little uh, propeller heading <laughs> to, to my new theme song. He's Doug Tilly. It's great. I'm so happy about it. I have to say, and I, you know what? I love to talk about it because talking about this is uh, better than talking about the movie. Better than talking about today's movie. And what is today's movie, Mo? It's barely legal lesbian vampires. Now let's uh, let's let the people in on the uh, process that went into choosing this as a film. 
uh, for today's <laughs> podcast. Now, every single one, every single film that we've covered so far on uh, No Budget Nightmares has been a film that I've already seen. In fact, that's how we actually went ahead and, and chose them because the idea is that you know we were choosing ones that were either particularly bad uh, or ones that had some sort of notable feature to it because uh, for the most part. On alternating weeks, I write articles on Daily Grindhouse about no-budget nightmares, no-budget style films, but those ones are ones that I talk to the directors of, and they tend to be of a little bit higher quality. This time, we went pretty much totally random. The thought process was was fascinating on, on how we discovered it. We kind of had a little conversation after the fact, and, and basically we, you read off a bunch of titles to me, and, and the one your wife groaned to the, the loudest was the one that we picked. And, uh, I, you know, usually I just completely ignore my wife's instincts on everything, <laughs> rightfully so. Uh, but this time I just wish that I had listened to her because uh, this, I just can't imagine that any of the movies that we, that we had to choose from, I can't imagine them being worse than this. To talk about, like, this fits right in with the No Budget Nightmares oh, theme that we've been doing so far. Absolutely. Uh, because it is... Oh, God, it's, it was so painful to watch. It is, and I, I said this to you, and I almost said it apologetically, I think it's a worse movie than Nightmare Asylum. And you, everyone who was listening to this and listened to that last podcast knows that I did not enjoy myself during that movie. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and like, 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 I, like I told you, for me, that's, that's a really, that's an easy sell because I didn't hate Nightmare Asylum. You know, th- this, this I legitimately and genuinely hated. So you know this this just to everybody listening this went lower than Moe's standards so we're we're talking about I don't know you know how you get to the center of the earth and then you start to come out the other side <laughs> somewhere on the other side this is unknown territory uh, yeah but we have to we have to move on we have to talk about the movie and we need to discuss it a little bit so maybe we should talk about the plot of uh, what there is uh, because going into it. You think that the title gives us a little bit uh, to go on? Uh, we should let the people know that, that it's not just called Barely Legal Lesbian Vampires. The full title is Barely Legal Lesbian Vampires, The Curse of Ed Wood. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like, Ed Wood has nothing to do with this at all. And actually, it's, I find it incredibly insulting that they would invoke the name Ed Wood in their title to begin with. Because, you know, because the, the, the makers of this film, like were so much worse than anything Ed Wood's ever done. It is particularly insulting in yeah. this case because they don't just... I mean, they do bring his name up during the movie and it's in very uh, very much an extraneous style context. Absolutely. It's just scenes that have been kind of plugged in and, and don't make any sense at all. Duh. Yeah, the Mr. Creepo scenes. Yeah, so, so there's this character and this is the very beginning of the movie. It starts with this character named Mr. Creepo. No one knows who he really is. Or his true origins. Some say he is the offspring of a human woman and a devil from hell. Others insist that at one time he was merely a man, a man who sold his soul to know the ultimate pleasures of the universe. Whatever the case, he has known the pleasures and pains of the world. He has experienced every deviancy and perversion known to man and demon alike, and he's reveled in it. His name has been whispered by those who fear his awesome power. Some call him Beelzebub. Others 
simply know him as the beast. He walks among us now, often confined to the darkest backroads of the human unconscious. But now he is free, free once again to bring his nightmares and passions to the unsuspecting. There is no place to escape him. He is here at last. He is Mr. Creepo. And he's kind of a fat guy, and he's got like a cape on, uh, and he looks stupid. He, he, and he's he's wandering around a cemetery, and he says something like that uh, he's... He, he's breaking the fourth wall. He's talking about that they're on a, making a movie and it's not going well and he needs to find his Uncle Ed Wood. Ah, hello, all you little bastards out uh, uh, there. I've been dying to get you under my uh, uh, wing. Let's take a ghoulish walk through hell. This movie has been hell making this. I'm out here looking for my long lost Uncle Ed, Ed Wood, I haven't seen him in such a long time. Let's go look for Ed Wood and see if we can ha, ha, call him, call him, call him up and see if he can give us a, a helping hand with all of all, all of this. To help them in some way. Yeah, and he starts like moaning to the, you know, to the, to the, to the, uh, to the headstones, like, oh, Ed, you know, help me, Ed. You I mean, know, he's, or, doing a, he's doing a horror host thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, Which and, we and, see a lot it, in these kind of movies. Yeah, it seems like it's, it's very much a, a repeated thing. Uh, but in this case, you know, he's making all the goofy fucking jokes, and it, it's really kind of embarrassing. There's a part where, and it's really dated, the movie, where yeah. he's looking at the headstones, and one says Goldberg, and he makes some wrestling reference. Yeah, he makes a wrestling reference. I'm like, oh. Goldberg, where's Austin 316 when you need him the most? Ah. Goldberg hasn't been, you know, I mean, like, hasn't been relevant since, like, 98. Now, th- th- which, th- actually, th- actually, th- which actually makes sense, because this movie was made in 99. It was made in 99, though. All of the, the, the materials in IMDb says that it was made in 2003. But, uh, yeah, it, at the end of the credits, it says 1999. Yeah. So at least that makes a little bit more sense then. But I mean, but to put something that dates the movie so much like that in, you know, in, into the film is, I mean, like that, that, that's, that's like a rookie mistake. I mean, you know, like a movie, a movie called Barely Legal Lesbian Vampires should be timeless. <laughs> it should have those qualities that you just keep returning back to. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like a know, good Christmas film. If you want to get an idea of the level of humor in this movie, no. he does that joke about people dying to get into the cemetery. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're talking about grade seven joke book horse shit. Are you looking for someone? Oh, everybody's dying to get in here. And I mean, this is the kind of stuff he's pulling out again. It seems like a leitmotif on these movies, but it's not scripted in any way. He's yeah. just he's just saying random stupid shit just to make me depressed. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of it's one of the main reasons why I've never made a made a full length movie because I would do the same thing and 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 I would think it was hilarious, and then I'd go back and watch it after I was done and realize just how awful it is. So yeah, it's it's I mean if it's if it's my level of humor, it's bad. Well, I did help make the, make a movie, and we scripted it entirely, and it still came out bad. So, I, I mean, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's a bit of a crapshoot sometimes. Yeah. So after that, after that opening scene, we get the opening credits, mm-hmm. uh, and it tells us that it, you know at this point my uh, expectations 
not the highest. I said in the last podcast that, you know, I go into these movies with the hope that it could be something special, something good. Uh, at this point, I have not bottomed out, but uh, the worst is yet to come. Because uh, one of the credits, uh, by the way, I, we should mention that, that none of the uh, performers in this movie go by their real names. No. They all use pseudonyms. And the reason being, and this is just a guess, and Mo, you might have a different opinion on this, but I think it's because a lot of the women in this came from some sort of adult entertainment industry. Not necessarily pornography, but certainly they had the broken, sapped look of someone who uh, has stood in, uh, in cigarette smoke uh, with men leering at them every day for months on end. Yeah, these chicks are definitely not porn actresses uh porn actresses have a, a modicum of acting talent no these 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 ladies were definitely best case scenario they were burlesque dancers i highly doubt it worst case scenario and most likely was that they're strippers yeah i think strippers is what i'm going with in this case yeah uh which which Look, I've never. I, I'll, I'll, this is going to be revealing too much about myself. I've never actually been to a strip club. I have no problem with strip clubs. I have no problem with the industry. And I'm not saying that all strippers are awful and used up horrible people. But the women in this movie, uh, by the way, not barely legal. Not yeah, close. yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Why call a movie barely legal lesbian vampires when every woman in the in the film looks forty? Like pushing forty at the very least. Yeah. These these are women. Who, who look, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a 40-year-old No, woman. no, I have nothing against 40-year-old women, but don't call them barely legal. Yeah, and, and it's it, we we uh, we were just looking at, at at some of the recent advertising for yeah this is out on DVD folks you can still buy this oh yeah uh, and and uh, and they've changed the title to just lesbian vampires which makes a little bit more sense because that it does provide it see does that title lesbian. that title doesn't bother me at all that title makes perfect sense yeah I was never really bothered by the title but. But the false advertising folks. Yeah, nope. like well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can... the movies really hoping for barely legal people in it. But hey, you promise it, you got to deliver. Look, look, if you're, I mean, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have women, women of this age in a film that says barely legal, clarify that when you say legal, you're talking about AARP. <laughs> yeah. Well, this uh, this movie uh, does not feature uh, barely legal women. It has <laughs> women of age. <laughs> even who, even even the best looking woman in this film still looks like 24 25 yeah and, and by the way mo i don't want to go into this movie with the perspective that we're going to be like comparing how they look i think that's oh no 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 no, no that's 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 we're, creepy we're, yeah we're going to speak solely on the the talents that they have in the movie oh um, i get what you i get what you're saying wink wink talents we, yeah the talents which are on display <laughs> wink do we get to check out their assets as well assets and uh, yeah no you get to see everything they have to offer that's uh, true. in close up uh, actually there's one close up that's really creepy in this movie that I, I hopefully we do get to talk about uh, <laughs> so let's talk about the plot for a moment because all we've had is that, is that opening scene so it's all about this main character and she's Lilith right and it goes it jumps right into a uh, lesbian sex scene right off just immediately yeah and it's terrible. Now, I mean, look, I, I've never witnessed lesbian sex in front of me where I could watch, like, the two women who really, you know, they're really going at it. I have. But I, yeah, well, good. <laughs> I, actually, maybe I'll stop talking. And please, go into detail about this. Well, this, uh, this, okay, I will, actually. This is, 
in acting terms, I like to refer to this as the classic lick of the side of the leg technique where, yeah, (laughs) you know, it's like if, if a woman's clitoris was on her inner thigh, then this woman would have had the best orgasm ever because man, did she get, did that thigh get a lot of attention? Yeah, which one was Lilith? Was she was she was the the blonde in the bag bad wig or the blonde in the bad wig is the only way you can describe Lilith? Well, actually, actually, I described her as a tranny granny and granny panties. Well, uh, I'm offended by the tranny in this case, so I'm not going to. She looks like a dude. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Fair enough. She does have kind of a mannish. But um, yeah, it's 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 a really like she looks like she doesn't want to be there. Like, it, there's a really good chance that that's probably the, the first sex scene that they shot uh, for the film because she looks horribly uncomfortable. The other woman, who for some reason is, like, you know, vajazzled all over. Uh, her face. Yeah. Totally vajazzled all over. <laughs> you know, she's totally into it. You know, so like, like actually her performance was fine. I mean, not her acting performance, but Oh, her... God, I thought you were going to say for a second, though, that her performance acting was fine. And, and I, I mean, we're going to get into this, but she is my favorite performer in the whole movie because she is, and I'm saying this unequivocally, she is the worst actress I have seen probably ever. Probably ever. Uh, and yeah. she is amazing because of it. <laughs> it's, it's, she's absolutely the most entertaining thing about the movie, and it's so sad that she's not in it nearly enough. I, there's, uh, you know, like, so basically they have this really awful sex scene it goes on way too long which i never say about sex scenes just for the record it, it but it does it goes on way too long yep. and <laughs> you know it's like the point where it's like kind of awkward like i think you were even saying that you that you bumped it up to 1.5 while you were watching it. yeah i mean it just kept going and going and at, at some point I, I mean it didn't look you, you have to take into account that like you said she looks uncomfortable yeah all they're doing is kind of licking each other and, and uncomfortably kissing each other yeah and it, it just comes off as really creepy yeah yeah so you got that but then but then you know like i don't know if you if you noticed but that but you could hear the director giving them directions like uh, that was a, that was a constant throughout the movie yeah. you hear background noise and people rustling around lots of boom mics in this movie too <laughs> but i love boom mics boom mics are endearing to me but 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 i don't want to hear the director telling them what to do like i mean that's just that's like audio editing 101 also some old creepy dude leering over them and telling them to kiss each other I mean, <laughs> you, you know what the, you're, you're you're crossing the line between being a director and being some sort of weird old pervert not saying that the director of this movie is an old pervert but he probably is well, I want to be that old pervert. I mean, like I like I would love to be the guy leering over two women telling them what to do, you know. But that's maybe that's a little bit too much information about me. We don't uh, we don't but. cater to that sort of thing with our Canadian <laughs> pornography. Thank you very much. L- listen, listen. I've heard stories about Canadian strip clubs. Okay, so let's not go there. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so they have an argument after uh after their uh their sex scene and the next morning so they get up and they talk to each other and basically lilith wants to have uh more of a commitment in the relationship now is this the scene where they're clearly reading their scripts from from within the magazine they both have magazines and one of them has a paper i think and the other one has a magazine in front of them and yeah they're reading their lines directly from the paper like one of them won't even put their head up because you know that their eyes are locked to the words on the page. Absolutely. That was nice. Yeah, not too shabby. I can stay over tonight if you want me to. I don't have anything special to do today. Well, 
I have some things I gotta do. You don't have to hang around. Oh, but I want to. You know, we don't spend too much time together other than when we're in bed. Let's do something special together this weekend. I don't think that's such a good idea. Why not? What's going on? Look, you're a great kid. We have some laughs together. We both get what we want. Why spoil it with all this emotion and commitment? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was I was kind of hoping that that would have been a, a bigger trend through the course of the entire movie, that they would just find ways, like every time they had to film something, to incorporate a magazine or a book or a, or a newspaper, so that they would they would have a you know that they'd be able to read their scripts right from it. And I mean, we have to say that that it's not like they had a ton of dialogue that they had no. to uh, remember because this movie. Which, uh, I think it goes about, how long Se- is the movie? 79 minutes. 79 minutes, but <laughs> not really 79 minutes. No. There's, there's a lot of filler here. Uh, and those extra scenes where the guy's looking for Ed Wood. And the closing credits. And the closing credits, yeah. So this movie probably bottoms up maybe 75 minutes, maybe even a little bit below that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So they, they have a little argument about uh, commitment. And, uh, and Lilith decides that she uh, has had enough of this relationship, and she takes off. What happens is that Lilith wants to get uh, more, uh, you know, get become closer in terms of the relationship. And the other girl, who, by the way, isn't named in any way, not even in the credits, I think she's just called The Lover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the other character doesn't have a name. She's The Lover. It's too bad. The Lover is my favorite character. She's the best um, character in the film. <laughs> so Lilith, uh, she, uh, she, they have an argument, and Lilith takes off altogether. Uh, anything good that we have to say about the hilarity of this is about to vanish totally in the next section of the movie. Well, I, I had I had made a note at this point that I had said uh, I said what this what the uh, uh, what this movie lacks in story it more than makes up in terrible boobs with surprisingly large nipples. There were surprisingly large nipples. We're not supposed to talk about the look of the people necessarily, but I am. there is there is some really there's some weird uh, not weird. I mean that's not fair. No, that's, no, not weird. Just. No, surprisingly not weird, large. Not weird, not weird, not weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> not odd. <laughs> just nipples, whatever. Yeah, we're not, yeah, they're just nipples. They're just long nipples. Uh, <laughs> well, let's, but let's, let's get into the next scene because, that, because it's the introduction of my favorite character. Oh, you have a favorite character. Well, that would have to be Carmilla, who uh, Lilith goes off by herself and she sits and looks at, I guess it's New York City, she just sits on a bench. Yeah. And we get a lot of travelogue-style footage now, in the vein of Las Vegas bloodbath, yeah, yeah. But, but not being followed up by anything interesting. No. So she sits there, and another character uh, sort of pops out of the woods, and this is Carmilla. Now tell us about Carmilla. You scared the shit out of me. I'm sorry. You just looked so forlorn. I just had to come over and see what would make such a pretty young thing so sad and upset. Just personal things. Well, tell Carmilla all about it. Carmilla wants to help you, pretty little girl. I don't want to bother you with my problems. Maybe I should go. I said, tell Carmilla all about it. Well, she talks in the third person. 
She does. Yeah, so it's like, you know, and she likes to call her, uh, she, she basically spends the entire movie calling Lilith her little one or her precious one or, you know, like has all these little nicknames for her but never actually calls her by a name. And I just think that's because Carmilla has a really bad memory, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, I, but, but it actually inspired me. I think that I'm going to start talking in the third person myself from now on, you know, and be like, you know, uh, Mo thinks that this uh, podcast is uh, awesome, you know, whatever. But, um, but. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she says things like, tell Camilla all about it, tell, you know, and, and uh, yeah, she, uh, uh, you love her, uh, I, I found her a little bit irritating. Oh, no, that, that, that love was, that, that quote-unquote love was, uh, was a little sarcastic. No, she's, <laughs> she's the worst character in the movie. She's terrible, and I mean, her acting is fucking awful. Pitiful. But she, uh, but she's the only one who she's the only one who looks even remotely barely legal. She's she's the one who who looks twenty five. Yeah, know. this is a part now that you might have to cut out. What's that? <laughs> one of the things her most distinguishing feature is that she has a very she has like a Bruce Campbell jaw, right? I mean, it's she's, yeah, yeah. No, she's she could hammer a nail with that thing. Yeah, she's not uh, quite Robert Zadar, but definitely Bruce Campbell. Yeah, she's got the mid face going on, uh, which you know that's fine. Hey. But that's definitely her distinguishing yeah. feature. And she also and she also has the absolute worst fangs in the movie. The, I, you know what? I'll say that she has the second worst fangs in the movie because uh, <laughs> when they show there's this character, and and we're jumping a little bit ahead now. Meh. There's this character, one of her minions, I suppose, or her children, as she says. They cut to him every once in a while. And he's just sticking his tongue out and going... Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the final scenes, they show close-ups of him, and his teeth keep falling out of his mouth. And (laughs) it's really... It's distracting in the way that it sucks. But, uh, yeah, no, that's that's number one. But for some reason, they gave the second worst fangs to the most prominent vampire character in the movie. Yeah. So they have a conversation, and Carmilla hits on uh, Lilith, and she goes right for it because she's, she's on the rebound. Uh, and they do, they go on a little bit of a date. Now, where would you go on a date in a case like this? Uh, if I was, if I was a lesbian vampire looking for, uh-huh. looking for a new child to take on a date, I don't know, maybe Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut, not bad. Yeah. In Canada, we would go to Pizza Pizza, probably. Oh, pizza. That's where we love here in Ontario. But they don't go to either pizza place. They decide that they're going to go to the cemetery. Of course. We shouldn't be doing this here. It's not right. What if someone should see us? No one will see us here. They wouldn't dare intrude. This is Carmilla's home. But this is a cemetery. Be never so humble. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, wherever the cemetery is, it's been defaced and defiled by this movie. Yeah. Yeah, like not in a fun way either. No, like, no. Not in a Return of the Living Dead style way. This is a really not pleasant. All they do is kind of... They just go there and they walk around and they make out a bit and that's that's it until they go back to uh, I think they go back to um, to Lilith's not Lilith yeah I think it's Lilith's place that they go back to is it no probably Carmilla's yeah probably Carmilla's so they uh, they have another sex scene yes I, I wrote here that it's about as sexy as a slaughterhouse which I think is about right it's, uh, that uh, is about right because yeah because this this is the scene where where um, there's a, there's a lot of blood involved. And uh, and probably the worst, least sexy thing that you can do in a film like this. Don't show a close-up of a woman's vagina when it's covered in blood. <laughs> Doesn't do it for you, Mo? 
Well, I mean, it does it for me, but I'm talking about for other people, you know, like people who aren't sexual deviants like I am, you know. What I remember but, most about this scene is that there's a really kind of endless shoulder biting. Yeah. There's just like long, long scenes of just someone's shoulder getting bit again and again. Yeah. Not in a vampiric style. No. But just, just because they're they're having sex, so that's what happens. More of like a, like a Marv Albert style. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> uh, and while, while they're having their... Um, their lesbian uh, interlude. Uh, there are two characters, actually more than two. There are characters that are watching them, obviously vampires, and they're making stupid faces, and they're sticking their tongue out, yep. and they are making me uncomfortable in a in a sequence that's already uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. No, you're right. The, the, her minions are the, are some of the worst things in this movie. It's yeah, you got that guy who keeps sticking his tongue out for some stupid reason. Then you've got that weird black guy who who might have the best fangs in the movie though. I, he I, does. He has good yeah, fangs. Yeah, like like clearly that dude went out and bought his own fangs because everybody every anybody else who uh, who waited to, to be fanged for the film <laughs> uh, just got you know like his one dude had like like pl- those plastic you know like star bought vampire fangs are the worst things ever you know uh, but yeah. yeah but this that dude like he had like double fangs and they looked awesome i think we might have, did we miss the vampire bat was that during this scene as well probably i don't really there's remember. a there's a quick scene of a vampire bat in this movie and let me tell you folks you've seen bad vampire bats or bats in general in movies oh this is, this is like a dog's toy like like hard plastic or hard hard rubber, rubber yeah yeah, and it doesn't move, and it it doesn't look real. It looks really not real. Yeah, like it's hanging from a rope, and they're just pulling on the rope, you know. And... I don't even think, I think it's just someone's hand on the back of it. Well, actually, they show it during the closing credits. They show it during the closing credits, That's yeah. right, there is a little bit of rope, yeah. and it's just being moved. Man. Yeah. Wow. Like that, like that, that that's cutting room floor material right there. Like, that's not, like, something that needs to be involved in the film, and they stuck it in there. Yeah, it, it, it was not a uh, wise decision, especially because they didn't need to put a vampire bat in the movie anyway. It's not like it was a scene that required having one or having yeah. one fly around or something like that. So they could have cut it out because it looked so shitty. And uh, no, I guarantee you, <laughs> the people who made this, that was one of their favorite bits in the movie. They're oh, like, I'm sure. oh, look how fake and awful it looks. We're so clever. And fun. <laughs> Just like, hey, look at our flying saucer. <sighs> yeah. the movie. So back to the movie. <laughs> Do we have to? We're back to uh, Mr. Creepo in the cemetery. Yeah. So Mr. Creepo is back in the cemetery, and he's still looking for Ed Wood. And this is, I, I have to be totally honest, I was actually a little bit offended by the scene, because Ed Wood talks back to him. Please help us out, Ed, if you're there. I am here. You are here. Oh, yeah. 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 His his voice comes down from the heavens, basically, uh, and 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 talks to him, uh, and all he says is because he's looking for ways to save money on the making of the movie that we're watching. Yep. And uh, Edward says, Cut "I think we've already tried that. What else do you suggest?" Cut then when he says, "Cut the cast." It shows a close-up of someone like throwing saws and knives onto the ground. Ugh. Man, this movie's shit. It's so bad. And then and uh, I'm not even entertained with myself talking. I know, about. I know. This is going to be our worst episode ever because, like, we're not even like we can't even entertain ourselves making fun of it. It's it's so bad. I will say that at the very least, uh, the, the thing that I was most entertained by in the movie is coming up immediately. Uh, 
Well, uh, I, he said. Well, I mean, like, uh, like there, there was actually a line, and, and I actually made note of it because I thought because I thought the line was just so bad. That, like you were saying, cut the crew, cut the cast, you know. And then, and then Mr. Creepo's response is, "Oh, everybody wants to be a cut up." Huh? See what I mean, Ed? Everybody just wants to be a fucking cut up in this movie. <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to be a cut up. Dumb. Okay, so we're gonna hit up our favorite part, my favorite part story of the movie coming yeah. up immediately. And this comes with the introduction of another character, Ugh. which which is the wonderfully named Muffy the Vampire Slayer. Because it's very original. Very original. Very, you know, that kind of name is very, it's very kind of trauma, you know, naming character kind of stupid, a stupid name like that. Which, I, I say that in, in kind of the best possible sense in those sort of movies. But here, all it is, is it's supposed to be a vampire hunter. It's not like she... She's dressed any different than anyone else in the movie. Do they ever actually say her name? Like, oh, may, yeah, they do. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I think she does introduce yeah. herself. They, they, never, like, she, they never call her Muffy the Vampire Slayer. The credits do. But, but yeah, I think, I think they kind of say, she says that her name is Muffy, and then she says she's from a family of vampire slayers. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, so she actually shows up in the apartment of the, the lover from earlier, the, the Lilith's uh, girlfriend, or former girlfriend, at least. The full body and, vajazzle. The full body vajazzle, that's right. And... This is where she gets to show off her chops, <laughs> uh, and it it is I, I, you got to put some of the audio here, Mo, because I will her her performance. I, I actually when the movie was over, I did go back to this scene in particular <laughs> just because I thought it was so hilarious. Because she she isn't this time she isn't reading no. this time she's acting and she's trying. <laughs> She, she is she is giving it her all. There's, she's in the bathroom when the, when Muffy appears, and she goes, "You gotta get out of here before I call the cops." <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you? You have a friend who's in serious trouble. Get the fuck out of my bathroom. Think you better listen. I think it's best if you get the hell out of my bathroom before I call the cops. <laughs> it's the worst I've ever seen, uh, but it makes it amazing. I mean, she's she's all upset about this person in her. She's uh, she's she's the closest thing to 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 exemplifying the the Ed Wood aesthetic in this film. Nothing else about this movie like is reminiscent at all about Ed Wood's oeuvre. You know, uh, it's it's. But she is. She she is the classic ingenue that can't act at all, you know, and, and, and absolutely, I absolutely love her for that. Get the fuck out of my bathroom. I mean, the, the fact is, what separates Ed Wood's movie from this, a lot of different things. Yeah. One thing, those are shot on film, and this is just a yeah. shitty hand cam. But what really separates it is that those actors are taking the material Seriously. seriously, even if they're yeah. not good, they're taking it seriously because they're not trying to make a comedy. Here, nobody takes anything seriously right from the beginning, yeah. except for this character. And I guess the actress who plays Muffy, she's taking it fairly seriously as well. She's just not very interesting. No. This character is just bizarre. She's over the edge in terms of what she thinks emotions look like <laughs> on, on camera. Uh, and that makes it great. Yeah. So, uh, so Muffy uh, offers to help. Uh, retrieve Lilith from the clutches uh, of the vampires of Carmilla in this case. Uh, and boy, we're pretty far into the plot at this point. <laughs> it, it moves very fast because the sex scenes are so long that as you get past them, the, the plot is just, I mean, it's not interesting, but it moves quickly. No, this movie, this movie is essentially, it's, it's a storyline porno. 
That's that's really all it is. You know, it's like it's one of those '80s storyline pornos. It's that's all it is. So like the actual film itself, like if you were to fast forward through all of the all of the sex scenes, you know, uh, which in this in this particular movie you really want to, you know, then yeah, you're left with like 20 minutes of movie. It's not like you know, it's not a long movie. Yeah, it's like it's like watching Edward Keenan's hands, except not as fun. Yeah. Now we get really filler material. Oh, this is, is the that... worst. Oh, you know there's going to be a spanking tonight. I would love to be a bat on the wall and see that one. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah, you would have enjoyed this. We get some light S&M style uh, material where it shows Lilith and she's tied up. And uh, there's another... <sighs> she's She's a vampire and she's like a... Uh, Madam. Yeah, she's a dominatrix. Yeah, she's a dominatrix, exactly. And she has a kind of goth-looking girl in a cage, and she opens up the cage, and they uh, spank her with a cat of nine tails. Yeah. And I know that, I I know for a fact that someone is listening to this and thinking that that sounds, hey, I might want to see that. Goth girl getting whipped in the ass? That sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, first, gross. And second, (laughs) it does not look interesting or fun or erotic in any way. Believe me, I was looking for something to get aroused by in this movie. I mean, it is called Barely Legal Lesbian Vampires, but there's no arousal to be found no, here. No, I, none, none whatsoever. It, I, no, I, it retreated, and I'm talking about my junk now. It retreated into myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I had to spend a good 20 minutes uh, like, watching Michael Fassbender's performance in Inglorious Bastards <laughs> just to get my mojo back after this was over. Three whiskeys. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, another thing I want to mention about this awful S&M dominatrix scene is that there are parts of it that are obviously filmed in a different location. Oh, yeah. Than the wherever Lilith is because it shows close-ups of her like looking scared as well as she can <laughs> portray that. But then there's a, but then there's a totally different film quality uh, or video quality and a different location where all of this sort of uh, spanking is going on. I think in the closing credits they mentioned that a lot of this stuff is taking place in some sort of goth bar. Yeah, like a sex uh, club. Yeah. Yeah, in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure that's a lovely place. Uh, I need to, I need but, to go there. <laughs> but but yeah so. This stuff has no bearing on the film. Whatsoever, uh, none. Whatsoever. <clears throat> I, I, this time I said that it was about as erotic as an appendectomy, which it really, it comes <laughs> out sort of medical like that. Uh, and it was very unflattering in terms of the angles. It was just really... Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to say anything about the women involved. I'm just going to say that, it, yeah, it was. you're right. It was very unflattering. Oh, yeah, I'm not... Uh, that isn't a commentary on the women that are actually in it. It's no. just... It, it is not showing... I, I, if I were one of those women, which I'm not, mm. but if I was, then I would be upset at the fact that they chose those particular angles which did not show anybody at their best. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is a hard movie to talk about. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it together here, Mo. Uh, me too, man. Like, you know, like, I, like I've like i never seen a movie, like, you know, uh, dis- dishearten us so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, I, I, I mean, this this is going to be the way of things. Uh, I, well, not, not next week. I think we already have one. Not next week, sorry. The next podcast. Next episode. We, we have an idea of where we're going uh, with the next one, but... You know, we might hit one that's even worse than this, if that's even possible. Um, but we're uh, we're treading in some pretty dire territory. What, right what now. are we What are we watching next? Aberdeen County Conjurer. 
Oh, that sounds nice. Is that one of the ones that are on the collection? It's on the same disc as uh, as barely legal lesbian vampires. I feel bad that we already that I already covered suburban Sasquatch on the site because that's one I wouldn't mind revisiting, and maybe we will. At yeah, some well, point. yeah, we'll do, we'll wait some time and then and then do that one. I mean, we've yeah, got we, I, we've got a hundred movies. We have committed that our next one will be Doc the Carbine High Massacre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll. Uh, so everyone look forward to that. Which is actually not part of the collection that we normally do take from. I know. This is a special feature. Extra special. Extra special episode coming soon. <laughs> I'd almost yeah. rather talk about that now than, than to go back to this movie. Cause... <laughs> that movie looks interesting. Like, it's, so, it's so hard. It's so hard to, 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 to want to talk about filler material. Sometimes filler material is interesting. But I mean, we're talking about this this S and M scene. It's the epitome, like like basically like this S and M scene, and then the scene that happens directly after it are like it's the epitome of filler material. It's it's so mind numbingly dull and stupid, and it just makes it makes me mad. It makes me mad too, Mo. I think we should rebel against this shitty movie and just <laughs> stop right now. We'll refuse to talk about it. We'll refuse to drum up interest for Mister Creepo. Uh. Um, MrCreepo.com, by the way. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about him a little bit later Oh god So this next scene that you were talking about Extra special filler material Ugh. Is another sex scene Yeah It's another sex scene This time it's the dominatrix And some other woman Who we haven't seen yet And they are <laughs> It's really stupid They're yeah. just sitting on a bed And one of them goes It's so hot and gloomy With all this rain and thunder <laughs> So hot and gloomy With all this rain and thunder enough to make your skin crawl. And the other woman's response to this <laughs> is to just take off her top immediately. Oh, that's a great idea. Foop. <laughs> yeah, so they, they strip, and uh, and that's how that's going. And then one of them says, Why don't we go take a blood bath? Because uh, they're vampires, you see. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not even a bath. You know, they take a blood shower. I was really upset by the fact that she said, let's take a blood bath, and then it cuts to them in the shower. That just, that to me, it's like, oh, they made a stupid joke, but it doesn't even make any fucking sense. Yeah. They're not, you know, they are bathing, I suppose. Let's nah, give them that. No. No. And, uh, and just, it's not, by the way, if I was going to do the scene, uh, and I wouldn't, but if I was going to, <laughs> it would be like that opening scene in Blade, where all those uh, people are in the uh, the club, and all the blood starts pouring down, and it's all really cool looking. Well, here, they're just in a shower, a regular shower. Or, um, or before we get into this horrible scene, uh, or it could be like uh, like that scene in Hostel 2, where the woman's laying in the tub, and, and, and they bring the, 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 the girl hanging upside down over and she cuts her and starts pouring down on her. That is a bloodbath. That's a bloodbath. She was in the tub. Maybe I was more upset because it reminded me of Las Vegas bloodbath and uh, suddenly I was thinking about how I could have been watching that instead of this. You were pining for the better film. I was pining. I was definitely (laughs) pining for Las Vegas bloodbath and Ruthie and all of that. Can, can um, I can I state for the record that I've actually watched a Las Vegas bloodbath at least twice since we filmed that episode since, since, that, we, since we recorded that episode? Oh, your free time is astounding to me. <laughs> <laughs> so they're taking a bloodbath in the shower uh, with a regular shower nozzle, but they do have a blood pack, a um, like a, a blood, blood transfusion bag. style yeah. bag that they are squirting at each other while they're in the. Uh, I would think if I was a vampire, that blood would be kind of a, a rare enough commodity that I wouldn't want to just go squirting it all over. It seems other. like a huge waste. 
seems like a waste. Uh, if I was a vampire environmentalist or their equivalent <laughs> in regards to blood, I'd be very upset about the wastefulness in the scene. Yeah. But uh, it's shit and uh, completely, uh, completely separate from the plot. Yeah. Pointless. Pointless. But the next scene isn't pointless, except it is. But it isn't as much of a pointless scene. And this is Muffy, who runs into a vampire hooker. Oh, yeah, at the Wendy's parking lot. In a Wendy's parking lot, maybe the same parking lot where the character from Las Vegas Bloodbath tied up that. <laughs> uh, but maybe not. It, it looks like a popular spot for that do, sort of thing. Do you know what my favorite part about this scene was? What's that? And and maybe 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 you were going to mention this, maybe not, but either way I'm going to say it, was was the wired microphone that was attached <laughs> that was attached to Muffy the whole time. Yeah, yeah it's like, it's, it's like, hey, this is a convenient way of recording sound. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Hey, the sound, like the actual audio quality isn't so bad because they are using They're mics. They're using so wired so. mics. Yeah, so it, it makes the movie shitty and awful, but at least the sound, you can hear the horrible dialogue delivered retardedly in a very clear manner. Yeah, well, that's that's the same mentality that Hip Hop's Locos had. Yeah, that's true. Was... So uh, I'm glad this scene had those mics uh, available to them. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Because this uh, vampire hooker is, she fucks up like half of her three lines. Yeah. So one and a half lines, fucked up. But if you're bad, I'll take you out for that date. Steak dinner. <laughs> Where's Carmella? I don't Emma. know where Carmella is. I have no idea. She does not know where it's going on, what's going on around here. Not good. I want answers. Uh, she is awful. And she's wearing, like, one of those mesh shirts. Oh, it's, the outfit is just so bad. Like, yeah, she's very <laughs> un... I mean, I've already used the word unflattering, but this is an unflattering outfit. Oh, man. She looks like somebody's mom, you know? You know what? That, there's a couple of people in this movie who look enough like somebody's mom and maybe even a mother that you know that you're going to watch it and it's not going to be one of those fun teenage MILF-style experiences. No. It's going to be a, oh, no, Jimmy's 60-year-old mom is, uh, I don't know why she'd be 60 years old, Whatever. but she is. And uh, she's over here and she's got her top off and she's drunk and she's she's just talking gibberish about vampires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's it seems like this that 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 keep the movie entertaining at the very least, you know, because you've got these people desperately trying to uh, to, to to deliver their lines while not remembering a single one of them, you know, in outfits that are awful. Yeah, to say, yeah, no, to this, say the is, least. this is probably the second best scene in the movie, just yeah. because at least you can laugh at it. Uh, yeah, and, and most of the scenes, the the only thing you could laugh at is some other movie that might be playing in a different part of your house because not what you're watching. That's, that's not going to happen. So we cut from this. Oh, by the way, the vampire uh, hooker, uh, she, she uh, basically explains where Carmilla is. Yep. Uh, she tells Muffy where she is, and then Muffy stabs her, and then a fire effect, which we're going to see again. <laughs> An overlaid fire effect appears on the screen, which is supposed to represent this uh, the, the transition of the vampire returning to hell or something like that. Something. It, it looks so shitty. I it's, mean, it really does. It's really piss poor. I mean, this this I mean, this is like birdemic level quality here. Yeah, I you know I, my top level 
of bad fire effects. I think it's I think it's fire effects. It's either fire or electricity comes Whatever. at the end of the movie The Dead Hate the Living, which is a pretty okay movie. Yeah. Uh, in the full and when you talk about full moon, it's a sliding scale, but uh, it's one of the better <laughs> ones. But at the end of that movie there is a really piss poor fire effect. This is much, much worse. It's nothing. I mean it's just laid on the screen. It's, yeah. So that happens. But the, but uh, my, uh, I love when she stabs when she stabs the vampire hooker and the vampire hooker's just sitting there holding the 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 stake up to her chest and she's like not even trying to make it seem like it's stuck in at all. You know, it's, uh, it, it, we have a, an awful stabbing yet to come, so I don't want to spend too much time <laughs> talking about that. There is something coming up, folks. I I was falling over in my chair. If that that's even physically possible, I was doing it because anyway, we'll get to it in a minute. <laughs> Hopefully in a minute. We're going to get through this. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, back to Carmilla. We're in her house of ill repute, and her she's uh, she's got the uh, the black guy uh, with the dreads. With the good fangs. With the good fangs. Good fan guys there. And uh, she's, talk, she's talking about how much she loves her children. Did you notice all, his shirt? Uh, it had... Uh, did it, it had like it, a, it had a Levi's logo Levi's on logo. it that, that, said, right, that but, said evil. Mm, I get it. <laughs> it's very clever. You know what I mean? It's like, 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 like I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, of course, you know, that's exactly what a vampire would wear, a shirt that says evil. Yeah, so this guy, this guy is evil. Uh, and, and what do evil vampires do? They have sex with their mother. Makes sense. Which is what, which is, what is supposed to be happening here. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing she calls anyone that she turned as a vampire uh, her children. Well, that's, so, pretty stan- that's pretty standard in the, the vampiric mythos. Sure, absolutely. You know, the, the children of the night. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, that was my Bella Lugosi. Perfect. <laughs> pull the strings, pull the strings. <laughs> so uh, she decides that, he, uh, that they're going to uh, have sex, but they don't have sex. You had best save some for the party. You're right, of course. It's so sweet. Of you to look after your mother so well. Carmilla loves her children so very much. I was fully prepared for an awful male-on-female sex scene, but this movie, which just wants to deny me everything... I was uh, longing, I was longing at this point for a bad boy-girl scene. Yeah, I was like, I wanted something out of the room with the soft lighting and the <laughs> soft you focus. Want my rose? Um, <laughs> yeah, I wanted that, but uh, that's not what happens at all. What we get is Carmilla giving him a lap dance. Uh, it's like she—that's all she like. And uh, you know, a lap dance uh, in real life can be a pleasant experience, but a lap dance watching someone get it, no. there's nothing, nothing pleasurable. Nothing about at it. all. Nothing at all. That's why I never understood these movies about like strippers. You know, it's like. You know, we don't want to watch somebody else get a lap dance. We want to get one ourselves. I will say that that the history of the movies uh, that about strippers, they tend to not do that well or be that interesting. So hopefully, people have learned their lesson from it. No, uh, that's it. Everyone listening, I know that there are exceptions. I'm thinking specifically about the the uh, the striptease showgirls double uh, feature that was occurring in the mid '90s. So, they don't have sex. She grinds on him for a bit, and he walks away happy for some reason. Maybe it's a vampire thing. I guess so. Oh, boy. Do you know what happens next? I do. Okay, I want you to talk about what happens next. Now, this is this is the scene with the with the woman who's, like, <laughs> like in the, in the graveyard, and she's calling out to the guy who's walking, like, I don't know, he's, like, walking by or something. I read another review online 
because <laughs> I do a little bit of research on these things, and they said it's nice that like, <laughs> like that someone's parents were allowed to be in the movie. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, exactly what this. What that's like. exactly what it feels like. I, I even said middle-aged woman turns a man to make her her date for the for Carmilla's party. I mean, like that's you know, it's like like that sums up the scene in a nutshell. But I mean, but basically that's what it looks like. She looks like a middle-aged vampire. Um, you know, for some reason, instead of getting some hunky kid, you know, she, <laughs> you know, like some balding guy with glasses comes walking by, and like, and then there's this weird like scooby-doo chase scene throughout the yeah, you know throughout <laughs> throughout the uh, throughout the graveyard uh, and, and like and actually i actually thought that was one of the more entertaining scenes of the movie where you know what i would i would it's funny that i would actually describe this section as kind of cute you know it's kind of cute it's adorable. It's kind of fun yeah uh, it, it's it has kind of a sense of playfulness that the rest of the movie doesn't have yeah. so at the, at the very least you know, that's a point in their favor. When she says at the end, I just needed a date for Carmilla's party tonight, I went like, ha, 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 ha. Well, I mean, hey, that's that's something. That's the most legitimate laugh I gave to this movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that. Yeah, that's it's the cutest part. It's the most adorable scene in the movie. Um, and and it lasts maybe five minutes. And you know. <laughs> it, it, it's drawn out, by the way. That chase scene just keeps going. It just, going. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Carmilla is going to have a party, and, and, and the idea is that at this party she's going to finally turn Lilith into a vampire, and that will be kind of the last opportunity for anyone to stop it. Wink. Um, <laughs> so there's there's actually flyers like a, a printed out advertisement for the party, and, and it's posted all over the graveyards. Yeah. So it's on all the graves and stuff, which is silly, but I you know I, I'll get behind that. So uh, I, I can I can understand I can understand desecrating the final resting place of of dozens of people in order to make your movie stupid. Yeah, no, uh, good for them. Hey, yeah. you gotta you gotta take what you can get, and uh, they had little to get and lots to take. But I was very uh, I was very time. happy. Lots of it. I, I was very happy to see that that Carmilla's party was BYOB. It was indeed. <laughs> Bring your own blood. Uh. <sighs> The movie's almost over, right? <laughs> We're really close to the end of the movie right now, folks. <laughs> We're getting through this. What this? We're keeping our energy up. We're doing it, man. Yeah. This uh, this one was a tough one. I, I think at this point, anyone who's listening can tell that this was this one. Uh, I, I even posted on Twitter today. I said, "Please, someone let me watch a good movie because I'm getting murdered by the quality of some of these movies." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Camilla has a party. Quite a party tonight. Yes, isn't it? Looks like every bloodsucker in town is here. Isn't that the mayor? I wish he wouldn't come to our parties. It gives us a bad reputation. She's going to turn Lilith into a vampire, but then Muffy shows up. Yay. It's a room full of vampires, theoretically, including the woman and her new uh, new vampire boyfriend. Yep. What have you done to me? What did I ever do to you? It's nothing personal. I just needed a date for Carmela's party tonight. Um, it's, it's, Muffy comes in and she says something. Well, first she says, Excuse me! I hate to break up this little shindig, but you're all under arrest! Which is a very bizarre thing for her to say. Yeah, she's not a cop. She's not a cop. She is a vampire slayer. But she does have a special ability, which she then lets everyone know about. And it is... The dumbest thing in this movie, probably. It's It's got to be in the top five. Yeah. She has a bottle of water, and she just says, I have the amazing ability to turn ordinary water into holy water. 
Yeah, her and any priest. No! Yeah, so she has that amazing ability, so she takes it, and she just starts throwing it at people. She just starts spraying the water at the people in the room. Yeah, why did you, why, I mean, like, if you have the ability to turn water into holy water, why would you bring just a bottle of water? Why would you bring a fucking hose yeah, or something? Yeah, bring a fucking hose, bring a super soaker, bring something. I mean, make it interesting. Yeah, water bombers, which they, I mean, come on, man. Amateurs. Water balloons. Water balloons. See, if this movie ended with someone throwing water balloons at a bunch of vampires, automatically it would go up a half star in my book. So it would get yeah, a half it, star. Yeah, so um, it would go up to a half star. Yeah. No, that's not. I had to write about this movie, Mo. I I'm, cannot believe it. I'm very that sorry. That I had to write about it. What am I going to write? <laughs> <laughs> so during the scene, we see a lot of really awful vampire teeth. We get to uh, see it. Uh, I, I don't know how. But despite having a weapon that kills all of them, and theoretically an unlimited amount of it uh, at her disposal at any time... All she, she needs is a tap. Gets, oh, she still gets overwhelmed by the vampires. Well, they're vampires. Yeah, they're, they have vampire strength, so so they pull her to the ground. We get some of that superimposed fire again, by the way. Of which, course. Uh, but then we, uh, we uh, see Carmilla, and she gets stabbed. <laughs> she gets uh, staked. Staked. Uh, it's it's with this horn. Uh, Lilith grabs a horn off a statue or something like that, yeah. and, and stabs her through the heart. Now this we've seen vampire movies. The people listening to this have seen probably many many vampire movies. Some good, some bad. Yeah. But I will say without a shadow of a doubt that this is the worst job of showing someone stabbed, showing a vampire staked in a movie that has ever been shown. Yeah. Because for one thing, it doesn't penetrate her at all. Nope. They show a quick scene of the of the front of her that's supposed to show some sort of penetration, but it, it, no one's buying it. And then, like, <laughs> then Carmilla is holding, no, actually, sorry, it's Lilith. She's pressing it against her back, and it's just kind of falling apart, and she's moving it to the left, and you can see that it's obviously not sharp or able to go into her back. And she's, like, desperately trying to hold it against her, but she's holding it sideways. It is <laughs> ridiculous. It it, it, it it made me, I'll be honest, I went through a very wide range of emotions just seeing that three seconds of stupidness in this movie. Yep. Oh, man, it really... You go this, through that, that whole, um, what do they call it, the, the seven stages of... Uh, grief, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, there was, there, except I never, I never hit acceptance, so I guess... No, 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 acceptance, yeah, in this case, acceptance never happens. Oh, man. Oh, God, I'm reliving it in my brain right now, and it just makes me want to tear my skull open. Yeah. Okay, so it's the whole place. The whole place explodes, <laughs> and if I said that that fire effect was bad, and I saw that said that staking effect was bad, this is. It's not an explosion. It's a weird computer. Not computer. Computer. Jesus Christ! Not a computer. It's like a video effect. Yeah. Uh, where it's not an. It's. It gets across the idea. With a sound effect that it was supposed to be an explosion. Yeah. But uh, no way at all. No. No. The whole the whole end of this movie is just piss poor. I mean, it's really just just done so bad. Uh, you know, like I don't even have the words for it. It's just painful. Now, um, it seems like it's very common for these low budget movies to have sort of a little a little end after the end, sort of a post end scene, and this movie is no exception. Uh, we do get to see sort of the aftermath we get to see the lover and lilith uh the lover has gone through you know she's gone through her hero's journey 
Uh, and now she's come out the other side and ready to accept a more intimate connection with Lilith. Are you alright? I'm so sorry. After all this, I really think that we should move in together someday. I like to call her Full Body Vajazzle. Full Body Vajazzle is a much better name. It's a much better name than the, than the lover. <laughs> I call the cop! Before I call the cops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so they're having this conversation about commitment, and then Muffy comes around the corner, and they're surprised to see that Muffy is still alive. They thought that she perished in the explosion. Muffy! I thought you were vampire food! Vampire food for sure. They're little vampires who can't keep me down. And then something happens. Do you remember what happens, Mo? I really don't. Okay, I'll... Uh, I'll <laughs> I really don't. I wrote down every minute of this movie because uh, yeah. that's how I like to do things. Uh, Lilith and Muffy both reveal themselves to be vampires. Oh, that's right. And then they it ends with them attacking the lover, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. You've seen my pretty little one. It's like I said before. You're going to be with Carmilla forever and ever and ever. It makes... I don't know why I'm looking for logical consistency within this fucking shitty movie. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean... But that... That feels like a cheat. It makes... I I don't know why, but it does. It makes sense that Muffy would have been turned. She got overrun by the vampires. Lilith makes no sense. She like, just stabbed. She just stabbed. Yeah, and 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 that was the big moment of the movie. There was no moment for her to get. Ooh. Now here's my, here's the here's my blood is angry. Here's the other problem. If anybody knows anything about real vampiric mythos, you know they you know not this Twilight shit. You know not all these other weird shit. If, if you kill. If you kill the uh, the sire, you kill like all of their children or whatever you want to call them. Change back. Yeah, I saw that on The Simpsons. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the head vampire. You kill the head. You know the rest. The rest turn back to normal. So, you know what? <laughs> maybe Lilith was the head vampire all Ooh, along. Maybe. Oh man, I don't think it. <laughs> We're giving this movie way more thought than the people who made it. I probably, no doubt about that. You're probably right. Uh, I, I mentioned that it was like sort of a, a post-film sort of coda, but there's actually one more scene starring uh, the intrepid Mr. Creepo uh, coming out of the cemetery, having uh, been taught by Ed Wood how to finish his film. Um, it's it's best not to talk about it. it there's nothing. It doesn't. He just leaves the cemetery. Uh, he, uh, there's two guards at the gate, and he says, Well, my purpose has been served. I've spoken to my great uncle. I hope I see you all again. I'm sure you will. And I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. I don't know. <laughs> that was the end of the movie, folks. Yeah. That movie, that, everything we just talked about, that was the movie. That movie sapped me. It fucking, it, it, I put it off, man. I put it off as long as I could. Yeah, and I didn't. I went the exact opposite route. Like yeah, I, I watched. I watched it the second we decided it was going to be the movie we were going to talk about. Like I went. I went home uh, after we recorded the last episode. I went home and that night went home and watched it. It was unbelievably bad. Like I've, I excuse me. I've <laughs> ne- <laughs> I've never ever written the word ugh. So many times as I did in the process of, of keeping notes on this movie. Uh, folks, listen to this. There have been some awful incidents in human history. I'm not going to name them, but you know that they've occurred. Really awful <laughs> things where just really bad stuff has happened to a lot of people. 
This is worse than all of them combined. <laughs> uh, this, this, all, is, this is the greatest tragedy that has occurred in human history. Send all your hate mail to Doug at DailyGrindHouse.com. <laughs> I'm not speaking of anything in particular. I'm speaking of everything in uh, general. Yeah. No, this movie was bad. Uh, really, really bad. Uh, although, I, although I, I have, to, although I have, we could say that. Although I have to say, now that the movie is officially over, uh, you get you get treated to some bloopers during the closing credits, and I actually thought the bloopers were kind of funny. You know what it, it really showed is, and I mean I know this from experience, and I think we've seen this from a lot of the films anyway. It looks like it was a lot of fun to make the movie. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of fun being on set. The the girl who played Muffy, they, they show her in one of the outtakes. She shows ten times more more kind of life and energy and, and charm. interest and charm. She's she's doing this stupid puppet show with a skull mask. Yeah. And it is more kind of cute and entertaining and fun than anything in the actual movie. It's a, it's amazing. Oh, oh who's anymore. this? I'm trying to just get a moan. <laughs> <laughs> is what it is well, because true. it shows that there might be some natural talents that were there that not only were they suppressed they were smothered to death and yeah. killed and it was it's a ooh, ah, it just it reduces me to making sounds as opposed to being able to express myself and that's just not a good thing yeah so then so then as the uh, as the credits were rolling i i, I took I, I really only took one note um as far <laughs> it was the same note as i took yeah well they, they steal a joke from trauma during the during the course of the credits, and that's that. Uh, well, there's two two things I took note on. Uh, one was that the Rubber Man played himself, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> we didn't mention that. Yeah, we didn't mention there was a there was, there was a gimp. Yeah, yeah. During the during the S and M scene, there was a gimp there, and it was and, and he was you know it was it was funny. So yeah, he played himself, which is awesome. Then the other one is uh, what Trauma likes to do is they'll do uh, they'll say like who the the key grip is, and then the next the next uh, item after that is always key grope. And then they'll, and then it's usually the answer is usually uh, Lloyd's left butt cheek, um, but in, in this one they did the exact same thing. They they listed who the grip was, and then they listed who the grope was. And it was uh, uh, the only concern in this particular case is that I could fully see some of these filthy people groping, <laughs> groping some of the women on set, oh. especially after learning a little bit more about the producer of this movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that in just one second. There's one other thing I noted about the closing Was that the uh, provocative chant uh, uh, supplied by psychic lady Suzanne? No, but that was a pretty good one, too. <laughs> See, you get much more entertainment value if you stick around for the credits. Yeah. Um, th there was a martial arts consultant <laughs> in the movie. I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, and that, to me, I, I saw that, and I was... it. My mind couldn't even comprehend it. My that must entire have been, body folded in on itself because it couldn't handle the idea that this movie required a martial arts consultant. Yeah, well, that's that's just their way of saying my buddy, you know, my buddy Bob over here took uh, three years of karate and <laughs> he showed he showed Buffy how to kick. Oh my god! Uh, it's and yeah, and the closing credit says that the movie was made in 1999. Despite I imagine that it just never got a release until 2003 for yeah. the first time. Um, and oh, and that the and that the uh, the website at the end of the movie is an Angel Fire website, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's 
Angel Fire website credit. But it also has the uh, the credit for uh, Mr. Creepo's website, which still exists. Ugh. And you can go to it right now. Uh, don't. I don't suggest it, but you can. Mr. Creepo is actually a gentleman named Tim Beckley, and Tim Beckley is the producer of this film, by the way, uh-huh. um, and has appeared in Mr. Creepo in more films than just this. So you would think, you know, it's a character that he plays, and, yeah. like he is sort of a horror host type thing. No, not really. When we did a very minor research into this... It didn't take much. Didn't take much. Yeah. Um, Tim Beckley used to be a, a pornographic movie critic. Uh, How do you get movie, that job? That... I'll tell you what, I think that it, it that probably sounds like something that a person would want to do, but I guarantee you it will that will mess with your head. Well, <laughs> just, there's no way you're coming in it, maybe in the 1970s or even in the No, uh, no, true, true. Yeah, cuz right? the cuz the era cuz the era that he was probably doing the the majority of his criticizing um which is a slick word for masturbating, you know, it was, was probably in that era of the films with the storylines and you know I have a question for you, Mo. Oh. If you are a pornographic film critic, uh-huh. are you allowed to masturbate while watching the movie? You damn well better be. Is that part of it? I would hope so. Otherwise, I don't want the job. Listeners, please write in and let us know if, if uh, you're supposed to masturbate as a, uh, as a porno movie critic. <laughs> Send those ones to drunkonvhs at gmail.com because I want to know. <laughs> Uh, Inquiring this movie, minds. This movie, by the way, is in a long string and a long kind of history of um, movies that try to sell themselves on their titles. Yeah, this is uh, this is that's why, and that's the exact. I mean, we're classic examples of that. We only watched this movie because of the title. Yeah, we're the suckers. We got suckered in. We're the we're the well, marks. I'm a total mark. I'm a I'm yeah. a total mark when it comes to these things. And uh, it's funny because I I just pulled up Tim Beckley's IMDb profile, <laughs> and he's pl- played Mr. Creepo in two other movies. Great. Here's the title: the titles, Sandy Hook Lingerie Party Massacre is one, and Punk Rock Zombie Kung Fu Catfight is the other one. Man, both of those sound awesome. <laughs> See, we're getting suckered in again. I'm getting suckered in. I know you it's going to be bad. Shit. You know that there's no way those could be any any good at all. God damn it, Creepo! Creepo, you have a power over us. He does. Uh, but he does have one other movie that we really should mention because it's recently <laughs> got a DVD release. <laughs> yes, please, please. I, I will let you because I know you're excited about this. I'm very excited to mention that uh, Mr. Creepo was also, uh, I believe, the director, at the very least the producer, of a, uh, movie from, uh, a movie from 1984 called Thriller, a sexual thriller. <laughs> and it is a pornographic movie based on the video thriller by michael jackson that's awesome yeah and uh the, the cover says mr creepo presents a thriller a sexual thriller now i haven't seen it uh i'm not going to say that just because it came out many years before this awful movie that he also created that it's bad and it, it I, I believe it, it it was actually filmed on film so it, despite the fact that it came out in 1984 Ooh. where pornographic movies started to be uh transitioned into videotape it is a real movie wow yeah, I know. I'm very impressed as well. Way to go, Creepo. Um, but do you want to... You could see, look, you could seek it out. You could check it out. I've I'm seen gone. photos from it. Uh, it. It does have a, 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 a porno actor wearing the, the trademark Michael Jackson red and black leather-ish uh, get-up. 
which which of course happened. which of course means that there's very likely a scene of a undead Michael Jackson having sex with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. So probably maybe there could be zombie sex in it. Actually, Ooh. I'm kind of selling myself on this now. I was going to say, um, I'm sold. So, yeah, so he not only was a pornographic film critic, he did get involved and made a pornographic movie. Nothing wrong with that. No, That's nothing fine. at all. I'm, I'm fine with that. But he then committed a crime oh. against humanity by making this movie. Oh, well, yeah. So, uh, so retroactively, you are a bad person, Tim Beckley. Not because of anything that you did in terms of, of your uh, a career as a critic or even that driller of film, but because of this, you've hurt us and you will pay for it. You're a bad one, Mr. Creep. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. That's, uh, that's barely legal. Lesbian vampires. Not barely legal. Uh, yes, lesbian, though probably very unlikely that they were uh, actual lesbians. Didn't see any scissoring going on. No, no um, nothing fun. None of that fun lesbian stuff. No double dongs or, you know, scissoring I, or... We are, this is probably the classiest episode of oh, absolutely. Nightmares that we've done. Yeah, we're, we're um, showing our true colors in this one. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so that that's it. That's the movie. We don't, I have to write about it, but we don't ever have to talk about it ever again. I'm going to disavow any knowledge of it, by the way. So don't try to bring it up to me on Twitter unless you really want to make me cry, which will happen. Uh, I think we've put this one to bed. Oh, God, I to put myself to bed at this point. Um, <laughs> now, now, again, I shouldn't have to say this, but people keep watching the movies that we talk about as if this is something that we're recommending to them. I understand where they're coming from. They want basically to see what we're talking about, which yeah. is totally understandable. Um, but let can, but let us paint the picture. We're painting the picture. You know, we've said before about the idea of just running this as a commentary to the movie as you're watching it. You'd be in much better shape. You wouldn't miss a fucking thing. Yeah, uh, and act- actually this one would probably be just about, you know, I mean just about right yeah that could, could uh, i mean that's obviously by design <laughs> yeah. this uh this movie is currently available through chemical burn if you want to go check it out or as i like uh, to call it strike two against chemical burn yeah we did talk about before uh what was the other film that they released? scarlet fry yeah scarlet fry uh i mean they do have some quality stuff yeah really no do. i i will rec i will recommend now and forever that everybody go out and watch order of one like order of one is amazing it, it's incredibly fun movie chemical burn puts it out uh it's it's what all chemical burn movies should be putting out or should be if if chemical burn got their got their shit together and put out a bunch of movies just like that they could be the next trauma easily but they're not doing that. They're putting out shit like like uh, Scarlet Fry. They're putting out shit like lesbian vampires. You know, they're 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 not picking right. You know. I did see a, a few weeks ago. I watched the film Crowbar: The Killings of Wendell Graves, and oh, that nice. was a, that's also through Chemical uh-huh. uh, Burn. And that was a really, that was a perfectly good film as well. I, I liked I liked that movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was that one was a was a lot of fun and and had some really. I mean. It's great that they exist because a lot of these young filmmakers, a lot of these inexperienced filmmakers and no-budget filmmakers, they need an outlet. They need a place that's going to be willing to uh, not only just get the films out there. I I mean, a lot of it is just getting them, say, available even on disc through Netflix or something like that. So it's great that they're doing that. 
but uh, but I mean a little bit of quality control here because this movie should not it should not have distribution. Yeah, it just shouldn't. yeah. And we say a little bit. We really mean little bit. Just a little tiny bit. Like somebody actually sit down and watch these movies before you put them out. Because I mean I can't I can't for the life of me think that there's somebody out there who's sitting down and watching this movie and say, oh, this is perfect for our lineup. You know, like it, it's it's one of those things that like screams, we're a new company and we're taking on everything. You know. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, maybe, I don't know what sort of deals they make with the filmmakers True. in this case. Maybe it's a case where they, you know, they take a little tiny percentage and then they actually, you know, they produce the copies and then distribute and do the selling and stuff like that. And in that case, I mean, what can you say? They're, they're, they're just providing an outlet for these uh, for these directors sure, and sure. creators. But, uh, but if you're wandering around the Chemical Burn site, just be aware that there is not equal quality between the movies that you're seeing. No, no. Or even close, because boy, we are we're in the pits right here. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, pits. like, yeah, like, I mean, basically, it's like, I mean, like, yeah, we're we're willing to tell you what's good and what's bad. I mean, we'll we'll watch them so that you don't have to. So when when I say you don't have to, I really mean you don't have to. <laughs> we'll, that's why we go into so much detail. Yeah, that that's why. I mean, like, we're we're ruining every single plot point for you so that you don't have to watch this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that hard being a film cricket. Uh, Do you say it, cricket? It really, <laughs> it really, it really is uh, just. I mean, no one is going to watch these movies. Yeah, no one should watch these movies. We're, we're still. I'm still optimistic. I still, you know, every time we go into it, I'm thinking it's going to be good. Absolutely, but, absolutely. But, but this, uh, we we got. Um, we hit we hit a bad patch here. This, we need to recover. Yeah, next next week's or not next week next movies. You know, like I mean, I can tell you for a fact. I mean, I already know it's like because I've seen the the oh, no. the other the other movie. It's it's not great. I mean, it's in really poor taste, but it's way more fun than this. We did choose it because someone on Twitter said that it was the worst movie that they'd ever seen. Yeah, which I can't. What what's wrong with us that even now, even still, that makes it makes it so. Oh yeah, let's check this out. We want to see this now. Yeah. yeah, we're stupid. We're stupid fucking people. That's why we deserve everything we get in terms of these awful movies? But that, I, yeah, I, I got I got to say my my biggest reaction when when somebody tells me that that a movie is the worst movie they've ever seen, my first reaction is always I gotta go see that. Yeah, uh, just just as a reminder, everybody, our next movie that we're going to be covering here on Daily Grindhouse presents No Budget Nightmares is Duck: The Carbine High Massacre. Yeah. Which is uh, which is most well known as being uh, the first film released about the Columbine incident. So you know what kind of uh, good taste level we're uh, we're aiming for here. Yeah, this is gonna be yeah. This Finally, is... an episode where we can be classier than the movie that we're on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll try. All right, I, I you know what we got to get out of here because uh, the longer we're here. The, the longer we're focusing on barely legal lesbian vampires, and it just doesn't deserve it. It, it really doesn't. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad enough that I'm going to have to now go watch the movie yet again to grab audio clips. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> I will say this is one of the first times that I only had to watch the movie once, and I I am forever grateful because if I had if I felt that at some point in the future I had to watch it again for any reason, um, I'm just thinking that there has to be an outlet. Like, I might have to put myself in hospital just to get out of it. <laughs> like, break your own arm. Just <laughs> yeah. So, so thanks, Mo, for not making that happen. Uh, uh, you have saved me much pain by causing just this amount of pain. 
Uh, so, so next week is is duck and uh, and I hope we have a good time with that one. If, if it's worse, I'm jumping off a fucking building. I'm, I'll, I'll, you know what? Hold me to it. I, I tell you, I tell you what. You, you, me. Uh, if if it's worse, I'll, I'll fly up to uh, to Canada. We'll we'll jump off of the uh, the National Tower. The National Tower. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll, we'll jump off the CN Tower. Yeah. How about that? Sure. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. We're done here. Bye. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Doug Tilly. Merry Christmas. The moon is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The party's on. The feeling's here. That only comes this time of year Simply having a wonderful Christmas time Simply having a wonderful Christmas time The choir of children sing their song About the town To lift a glass I don't look down Simply having A wonderful Christmas time Simply having A wonderful Christmas time The party's on The spirit's up We're here tonight And that's enough Simply having a wonderful Christmas time Simply having a wonderful Christmas time The choir of children sing their song They practiced all year long Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, dong The moon is right, the spirit's up, we're here tonight, and that's enough, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, simply Christmas time Simply having A wonderful Christmas time Simply having A wonderful Christmas time Simply having A wonderful Christmas time (laughs) Simply having This wonderful Christmas time Dailygrindhouse.com Tough films for the rough crowd. Get the hell out of my bathroom before I call the cops.
Follow us on Twitter at Daily Grindhouse. Mo is at Drunk on VHS, and Doug Tilly is at Doug underscore Tilly. <laughs>